Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music. My name is Scott, I'm here with my friend Brand. Sir, how are you this uh, week of Christmas? Bro. Ho, 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 hello. Ho, 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 hello. I feel like I'd commit just as much as you did at that beginning there. I felt like you were, you wanted to commit and you couldn't fully do it. No, no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm not the, the jolly fat man. Hey, we don't need a body shame Santa here. Nah, no, much respect to Santa. So uh, this is our, this is going to be our holiday episode. Last year, we just talked about our favorite Christmas records that we like to play on Christmas Day. This year, we're doing our Christmas song draft. I love a draft. I'll yeah. take a draft anytime. We're, I don't care what we're doing. Yeah, we're fans of drafts. Like that's that's we do one every month. And this month, it's, usually we do it our, the second week of every month. But this month, we're we're throwing it the third week because that's the week of Christmas, and we fucking wanted to. <laughs> wow. What? I got I got nothing like that's just I don't know, I don't know why you had to pull the curtain back to swear at him like I feel like you didn't have to pull the curtain back and then and then Happy like curse out. <laughs> it's like hey guys come take a look at this don't fucking look I love it <laughs> seems unnecessary a little bit so um yeah we're gonna we're gonna jump into a draft but I got some just some random notes about Christmas songs, about holiday songs. So I'm going to jump into that. And then we threw rock, paper, scissors right before this. And I unknowingly won because I threw late. Hold on. Let's be honest. <laughs> Were you going to throw rock? I have no idea. I wasn't even thinking. I legit was trying to count one, two, three. <laughs> and my mind is so messed up right now that like I had to really think about it. And then <laughs> when I opened my eyes, you were holding scissors and I was still holding a hand like I was getting ready to throw, uh, which right, means well. it was rock. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that's a win. We'll give it to you. I'll, I'll take it. So let's let's get into these notes. They're kind of all over the place, but it's it's fun getting the history of Christmas music. So of all the types of Christmas music, carols are the most historic. Some date back to the 12th century in Europe particularly France, Italy, and Germany. 
Songs like Silent Night and Oh Christmas Tree have their origins in Germany. Most carols got their starts as folk songs and religious hymns that spread by word of mouth. Carols appeared in England in the 1400s when poet and priest John Audley wrote a list of 25 carols of Christmas that were sung in churches and more people began to learn them. So Christmas carols and songs weren't written down until the 14th century, which is a long time ago. What's the long, what's the oldest song? Like when you think of a Christmas carol, what feels like the oldest one? I think silent Silent, night, just because I've heard it a million times from different people. But I also feel like like Hark, the Herald Angel Sing sounds That ancient. feels like an old one. And then but Little Drummer Boy feels old, too. I think Little Drummer Boy is actually like on the newer spectrum of, of Christmas I know, songs. But I still, it feels but old. If, I don't like Yeah, it. it feels super old. And Hark, the Herald Angel Sing was in like a later wave of Christmas songs that the church actually okay. made up songs for. Like most, yeah, these Because if there's are, anything we love, it's the church doing art. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, all these early ones were just word of mouth. Like nobody wrote the shit down and they were just walking around singing about Christmas trees. Eventually, small groups of people began meeting up and singing Christmas carols door to door. Apparently, there was a bowl of cider involved, which carolers would let people drink from in exchange for a gift. So the origins of Christmas caroling involve group drinking. Okay, this is a completely different podcast, but <laughs> why is hot cider called wassail? I have never heard that word in my life. You've never heard it called wassail? Like W-A-S-S-I-L? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. No, I've never heard that before. Oh, well, I just Googled it and wassily Kandinsky came up. That's not what I'm looking <laughs> what? for. What? <laughs> I, I may be pronouncing it wrong. Okay, wassail. W-A-S-S-A-I-L. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong, but W-A-S-S-A-I-L. Beverage okay. made from hot mulled cider, ale, or wine, and spices, drunk traditionally as an integral part of wassailing, an ancient English Yuletide drinking ritual and salutation, either involved in door-to-door charity giving or used to ensure a good harvest the following year. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about wassailing, not Christmas. I, I, yeah, I guess so. This one, there's some recipes here, and it kind of looks like it's not just cider. Like it's cider, yeah. orange juice, brown sugar, apples. Uh, vanilla beans in one of them, lemon juice is in one of them, cinnamon sticks, fresh ginger. Yeah, it's it's uh, heated. Like uh, another big thing is mulled wine is kind of along the same lines. Like it's red wine you pour into like a crock pot and heat it up with some like cinnamon sticks, some ginger, some orange juice. Yeah. Wassail. Wassailing. Wassail. Wassail. Wassailing. 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 I'm going to have to get into that. This isn't the Wassel cast. I'm just going to walk door to door with a pitcher of some hot wine and not Carol. I'm just going to be like, you want some of this? Hot wine sounds gross. (laughs) I don't drink at all. And hot wine sounds gross. Yeah. I've never uh, personally have, have had any mulled wine, but like from, I think I've smelt it before at like Christmas parties and it has a, a Christmas it gives me like the Christmas atmosphere. So you're just gonna just boil a gallon of wine on your stove this Christmas? It's like it smells good, guys. It smells, it smells like Christmas. It smells like the season. <laughs> In addition to carols, there was also Christmas music produced by classical composers such as Vivaldi, Mendelssohn, Tchaikovsky, and Bach. Most of these classical compositions were commissioned by the church, 
and were written to be performed during service. Great. So this is where the church kind of got involved in the, the Christmas caroling music with old classical composers. The way like hymns are sung, maybe it's just modern hymns. I don't know. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's older. The way of singing them, how they break words into syllables that don't exist bothers me so much. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, as a guy who's been to church his entire life up until senior year of high school, there's a lot of weird hymns that are sung. There's a guy that walks around my local park with a feather that he sings. They have to be hymns. They're all about God all the time. Oh, wow. But I I wish I didn't feel this way. Like, yeah, live your life, do whatever you need to do. I don't care. (laughs) But when he walks by me and he could be, he's saying whatever. And I can't make out most of it because it's just like long drawn out or quick, like just things. But there's this one part where he'll say God, but it's four syllables. I want to take a swing. God, I just want to take a fucking swing at him. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) And then the other day he grabbed a hatchet and was just in the middle of the park, flipping a hatchet around. I I'm, I'm not a fan of, God dudes wielding weapons. Can you <laughs> imagine a- if it was me in the middle of the park flipping a hatchet around? Yeah. How fast I'm going to get questioned. <laughs> right. But this dude's here walking around with feathers and making weird gyrations and and singing and then oh, grabs man. a hatchet. Come on. What yeah, that's, that's wild. And it also, although the one time I did kind of quote unquote Wheel get hatchet. back at him. No, after he gets done walking, he like sits, he takes off his boots and he sits at a like a pavilion and like reads some probably some religious work and sings a little bit, too. Sure. And he he parks like I park by that pavilion. So I got in my car and I actually put on uh, Lorna Shores through the hellfire (laughs) and just sat there with it blaring, waiting for the sound of Will Ramos's wild pig squeals. And I just drove away. He's he's got some crazy vocals. Yeah, but this isn't that. I'm sorry. I don't. I got. I I've I've been thinking about that guy a lot because I've been hearing it a lot. He's been sure. Usually we don't interact. Like I see his car. I'm like, oh, where the fuck's he at? And I don't see him. But <laughs> I've been seeing him recently, and it's I've been on the edge about it. Sure. Well, Christmas music doesn't really change much up until the 1930s, 40s, and 50s from the classical compositions from the church and the classical, you know, composers. In the 30s, 40s, and 50s, entered the birth of other Christmas motifs in songs such as Santa, the Christmas tree, and snowmen. And instead of being sung by people in church or marching up and down the streets, popular musicians of the time were performing them. How much of these fun, quote-unquote, fun Christmas songs have to do with having trying to sell something? <laughs> that, that comes a little bit later. <laughs> okay. These songs were and still are incredibly popular. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the most played Christmas song of the past 50 years, according to the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. And it was written back in 1934. In the renaissance of Christmas music, everyone from Bing Crosby to Judy Garland composed and performed holiday songs. Into the 50s, the Christmas song fad had not faded Groups like the Supremes, the Jackson 5, Frank Sinatra, and the Beach Boys all covered Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I've probably heard every one of those. Probably. Into the modern age of music, chart toppers and popular music mainstays release Christmas albums every year. These albums feature new original holiday songs, covers of contemporary Christmas songs, 
modern versions of classical compositions, and often new riffs on old carols. And uh, there's there's a reason big name artists keep making Christmas albums. They sell. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The music and, and the crazy thing about it is most of the music licenses for these old songs have expired. Yeah. So the artist is getting paid off of these and no one else. Yeah, it's all profit. Yeah, 100%. Why would you not make a Christmas album? Yeah, I'm ready to put one out. For real. Like, let's do it. Let, <laughs> let's put out, out a, a Christmas album. Are you listening Christmas album? 100%. We don't have to worry about licensing. We don't have to worry about kickbacks. We just put it out, sell it, and, you know, $10 a pop, $5 a pop, and it's all it all goes in our pockets. I feel like we're asking a lot for $10 a pop. No, nah, we can just, we, we can do it. At $10 a pop, we might sell four of these. We'll just Frankie Palmieri it, and nobody will even know that they're Christmas songs. Oh, you mean just like do vocals and <laughs> you can't tell what they are? Yeah. Great. <laughs> I think we can pull it off. That's that's really all the notes I have on Christmas songs. Like you can't, there's, they're inescapable, especially at this time of year. And we don't want to get too specific because then we'll be t- talking about picks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this time of year happens from damn near mid-August now. Christmas songs start playing on the radio and stuff and in in shops. Yeah. I I think that's the the big downfall to Christmas, at least for me personally. I hate how Christmas time seems to just be all year long. I love Christmas. I love Christmas time. I love Christmas themes. Um, Working at UPS has done its best to hamper that my entire career so far and it's not going to stop but i'm doing it recently i've been trying to enjoy like fall and spooky season more because i do love christmas but if i stretch it out too long then i start getting like jaded by it like okay we can this isn't this isn't entertaining anymore this is just what happens yeah um working at sam's club for as long as i did was really a hamper to my enjoyment of the holiday season like i hated it yeah Black Friday is the worst thing in the world. All of the craziness that goes on with merchandising, Christmas stuff that starts Mm -hmm. before Halloween even shows up. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And then all the people, all the customers that come in are very entitled and are, they're the worst. They're the worst versions of themselves when it comes to Christmas shopping. (laughs) Well, this isn't, this isn't the shopping cast, so no. Let's let's get into this draft, Scott. Let's get into this draft. I have no idea where I'm starting. Like, I know I have number one. You got pick. the first pick. So number I'd... one pick, Scott. Shit. All right. I'm going with one that you might not even know of. Great. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. So, it. I mean, really, I feel like picks in this draft don't really matter. You wait till my first pick and I take Christmas card from a hooker or whatever that shit song is. <laughs> Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis by Tom yeah. Waits. Yes, we we know you don't. Taking it. Like Taking it. It's going to be my first uh, pick. So you can I, have it. Sounds great. Um, I'm going to go with Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Yeah, I definitely do not know it. I didn't think so, but it is one of those kind of oddball Christmas songs. That's not really a Christmas song. Like it kind of. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it, it was traditional or if it's not. No, traditional. it's definitely not. It's um about a guy who got picked up for public intoxication on Christmas, and like, <laughs> why do all your favorite Christmas songs involve somebody <laughs> hammered? I mean, is that not everybody else's Christmas experience? No, <laughs> it's not it mine isn't. either. It's not mine either. Uh, 
No, I don't know. I I love the the off the wall Christmas stuff. I don't know. I'm just a big fan. Well, well, good. Keep taking those because we are have we'll have no overlap. That's what I'm saying. Like Christmas songs, there's so many that it's so vast in in style and scope. And like I said, like Christmas carols started being written down in the 14th cent 1400s. Like that's there's a lot of songs. And according to you, the song barely has to be about Christmas as long as there's some <laughs> reference in there. No, it's th- a Christmas this- song. Fairy Tale of New York is definitely all like it's Christmas. It is Christmas. It, theme. Is it it's on a Christmas on, record or is it on a, a regular record? It's not on a Christmas record that I know of. I think it's on a regular record. Is that the Pogues record that I'm going to be getting? I have to check. Okay. But it might end up being just so okay. you can experience it. I know another version of it was done by No Use for a Name. I'm I'm familiar with the band name, but I don't I don't I've never listened to them. I don't think unless I heard them on a compilation. You you most definitely heard them on a compilation because they are unavoidable. They were <laughs> skate no, they were skate punk like all over the punkaramas, all over. Then I definitely uh, wasn't. Yeah, they were all over Warp Tour. So any of those comps that you heard, they were on it. Uh, they were okay. on Fat Records. This song is not on the one I was going to give you from the Pogues. Okay. That's fair. So that's my first pick. For my first pick, I, I feel like I have to take it. It's in front of me. Even though you're not going to take it, it's yeah. a number one pick to me. I can't okay. avoid this thing. I need to take it. It's and it's it's a very polarizing song. People oh. either people oh. either adore it or they hate it. I yeah. need to take it because I do love it. Yeah. It's all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Yeah. I have to. I can't. I can't not take that. It's sitting there. It's clearly a number one pick. It's isn't it the the biggest selling Christmas song of all time? I, I think so. Yeah. It gets on Billboard every year, like yeah, every it, year. It just sells like wild, and it's unavoidable. It's it's one of those unavoidable Christmas songs. Like every time you go into a store, it's in every store. That first build up when it like gets into the quote unquote breakdown. I know it's hard to say it's a breakdown, but <laughs> a Mariah Carey song. It gets breakdown. into that. It gets me so hyped up. Like it gets me so stoked hearing like the bells and the drums going together. I just get so oh, stoked yeah. up. I love it. I, I I couldn't avoid it. I have some more like personal niche me picks along here. I think, but yeah. this one I I feel like it's a number one pick, and I had to take it, even though knowing you probably were not going to take it at all. Yeah, no, that wasn't on my on my list at all. I don't think not only was that not on your list, I don't think if we were going 100 tracks, you would take it. No, I'm not a fan of that song. I love it so much. I bought the I bought her Christmas record specifically for that track. And let's be honest, I could have probably bought the seven inch. Yeah, I I believe that. And you are not a seven inch guy. No, not at all. I do have a seven inch. Oh, what's that song? I have a Mick Foley seven inch something Christmas. Really? That's I don't know if it's a song or if it's just him telling a story though, so I can't like. I could it. see him telling like a Christmas story. I think that's what it is because he loves yeah. Santa. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I got my pick. I feel like I already won this draft, so we can shut it down. Scott, thank you for the episode. <laughs> um, what is your second pick? Uh, my second pick, like it, it hasn't happened yet. We haven't really talked about it, but I'll I'll say it. It's not happening now. But we're in this draft. We're gonna pick songs that, like, if we pick it from one artist but it's done by multiple artists we're not going to go back and have somebody else pick the same song by a different artist like if you pick the song it's that song but whatever version you like whatever one you say uh it counts as the song itself 
That being said, has nothing to do with my second pick because this is a, an original from this band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm picking Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah, that's a good Dude, one. Dude, it's such a good song. Like, it's another one of those <sighs> uh, kind of like along the same lines as Mariah Carey. Like, it is all over all the time during the season. Last but I, Christmas, I gave you my, my heart. heart. The yeah. very next day, you gave, you gave it, it away. Yeah, I love it. I love George Michael. I think he's phenomenal. I don't yeah. know the other dude's name, but this like this Christmas song is just fantastic. It gives me like that the seasonal feeling. Like I get that feeling once I hear the song. I'm like, oh, it's that time of year because it's all over the place. And it has been since I was young enough to know that Christmas songs are coming out at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, it's you know that is in my mind. If there are two giants of like pop christmas songs those are the two like yeah, it's, mariah it's, carey it's, it's and last christmas Lamb. and it's mariah carey yeah 100 yeah, and i i love it it's just so like it's so 80s and just it's great it gives me the good feelings for christmas uh i was gonna say it came out the same time as another big one but i'm not gonna say that one in case it gets picked don't say or it i might be able unless to it gets picked. pick it later yeah, yeah. i'm gonna go to pick it later okay so for my second pick yeah hmm do I take I should take one that is like another song just in ca- just in case. <laughs> but I don't think I have any of those really. Nah, um, do what you're doing. Do you. Yeah, I need to take just like one of the songs that I actually hold on. I got to find out who sung this song. Okay. Cuz this one <laughs> is very special to me. That can't be it. That can't be from that year. <laughs> that can't be what I'm looking for. Okay, yeah, I guess it is. Okay, my my next one, probably my number one Christmas song plays through my life. Like, not even, not recent. I mean, like, from baby until now. Sure. This is the song that I love so much. It is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a man, that's a big one. By Gayla Peavy. I, I don't never think I knew, knew who sang that. <laughs> Well, it looks like she was ten years old in nineteen fifty-three when okay. she when she when she sang it. Apparently, that's the story. I, I I think it's one of those where we it might might have been stolen from multiple places. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, the 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 little girl okay, that sings it sounds like she's ten. Well, she is ten. It's, she didn't write it, so I just got that confirmation. It's a novelty oh, sure, song yeah. written by John Rocks. R O X. John okay. Rocks. What was the girl's name again? Gala Peavy. Gala Peavy. I never knew that. If we're being honest, she probably never did anything else ever again. Probably not, but like it, I never actually thought of like somebody singing it. Like I, I know somebody sings it, but I just never thought to think about who sang it. Gala Peavy is still alive. Whoa, good for her. She's she's seventy nine. Hell yeah. She recorded when she was ten years old under the name Jamie Horton. Jamie Horton. Oh. No, wrong, wrong. She 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 recorded as as Gayla Peavy, but in 1960, under the name Jamie Horton, she had a minor hit with the song called "Robot Man," a Pitbull, Connie Francis right? cover. Wild. I don't know who Connie Francis even is. We're getting into a lot of wild situations. <laughs> it looks like she may have tried to do other tracks in that similar vein. Okay. Like some of her other tracks are like "Wish I Was a Whisker." Oh, 
Kitty in the Basement, Upsy Downtown, A Dog Named Joe, Daddy's Report Card, The Night I Ran Away. Oh, man. That's what I learned in school. Some of these seem problematic. (laughs) I Want You to Be My Guy, Too Young to Have a Broken Heart. Wow. 77 Santas, Rubber Legs, The Knock Need Monkey. What? I don't know what's happening. I may need to do a (laughs) Gala TV discography run through. (laughs) If I can find it, but it, it, this says she hasn't been active in music since 1962. Wow. She probably doesn't need to be. She's getting royalties off that hippopotamus song forever. Oh, absolutely. I hope that so. Thing plays I hope she does. All the time. I love it. I don't, you know, don't want no dinky tinker toys. I love it. I, I yeah. love it. I, and again, it is a little cringy at times, but I can't help it. It fills me with the spirit and I'm ready to go. Sure. So I want a hippopotamus for Christmas is my also I never knew the words like I always pretended to know the words I tried to sing along and I, I would not <laughs> yeah. know the words Tara yeah. like printed out all the words and gave it to me one year as like a Christmas present. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's why awesome. I still never learned it. Still don't know. It. So Scott what is your third pick? Uh, man I'm I'm kind of torn between a couple there's there's one I don't think you're gonna pick but like for me I kind of need to pick it so I'm gonna go with Christmas time is here by Vince Giraldi of uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. That chorus song of all the kids singing. Um, we watch Charlie Brown Christmas every single year. I think I've done it since I was like two. Mm-hmm. And that that's another one that like, it's not Christmas until I hear that. Okay. Or like I hear it and I know it's Christmas time. And then I make it a point like either on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day we watch a Charlie Brown Christmas or while we're opening gifts, I throw that vinyl on and we listen to that while we open up gifts. It's just a, it gives me that, that holiday spirit. It gives me an injection of holiday spirit, which is what I want to have eponymous does for me. Yeah. I've, I'm not super into Charlie Brown. It never really did anything. Right. Yeah. I've, I don't know. Like that, that one in particular, like I just, I love it. So yeah, Christmas time is here is my third pick. Solid. It's a solid pick. I I may watch that this year. I, I haven't watched it recently, but I may watch it this year. Just it's to very, give, it, give it another go. Like, I just like that. So the premise, well, one of the premises is Charlie Brown has to go out hunting for a Christmas tree. And all there is is these like pre-made, pre-lit up metal kind of Christmas trees. And he finds the one little dinky live one at the end of the, like towards the end of the season. And Shows it some love, and I feel like we need more of that in the world. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I <laughs> I remember watching it as a kid, but I think it was just one of those things. Is like it was always on. Yeah, like it was always on TV. But I don't think I've ever sat down and tried watching it. Oh yeah, it's it's almost like uh, a Christmas story where it's on 24 hours a day. If I, for man, the, if you the know entirety of movie, December. <laughs> if you want to know a movie that I absolutely hate, it's a Christmas story. Really, you don't it. like it? I hate it. Wow, I hate it. Is it because I don't, it's shown all the time? That might be it. But again, mm-hmm. then it's it's only on like once. Like it's only on for the month. Like you would think yeah. I'd be fine, but I I just don't, I don't I don't find it funny. I don't find it entertaining. I don't find. Wow. It, I, I just I don't I don't like it at all at all. But probably the same way people feel about uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> And Jingle All the Way, which is also my favorite Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to my next pick, my third pick. Yeah. And I could have taken this artist 
for my previous track because she has a cover of it on one of her albums. But oh, I decided to give the credit to Gayla Peavy. Yeah, give it to her. But on this one, and I'm struggling to pick which, I don't know which, I don't know which uh, track to pick off this record because I love kind of all of them. Oh man, this could have repercussions later on in the draft. Oh, I know, or I just pick another one, but <laughs> I'm going to take Present Without a Bow by Casey Musgraves featuring Leon Bridges from A Very Casey Christmas. Yeah. It's just, I love every track on that record. Like, yeah. I really think it's one of the greatest Christmas records put out in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's not a skip on it for me. I listen to every single track, even the comedic ones. As you know, I introduced you to the the variety show type of thing she yep. did also. I was just going to say that. Like, I didn't know anything about her until last year when we were talking about our favorite Christmas albums. You brought yeah. this one up and then told me to watch the variety show that she put together, which uh, features this song. Yes. I, I love I all love the it. songs. Yeah. But this one, even though there is a track on this record, I'm going to say it, you can take it if you want it. But Christmas always makes me cry. Yeah. This song almost makes me cry every time. I, Present I, without just, a bow or Christmas? Present Christmas? without a bow. Okay, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. just there's just something about it that really touches those feelings of Christmas and what like gifts mean and everything like that. I just right. I I love it. And as you know, as I've said, which should we should get it on a shirt at this point. I love love. You know. Yeah. Yep. I know. <laughs> yep. So this might not be the last appearance of Casey Musgraves. We'll see what happens, but That's I totally at least had to get her. I had to get her on my list. So present yeah. without a bow, Casey Musgraves. Scott, fourth pick. Fourth pick. I am going with. We're gonna we're gonna go with a more traditional song. So I'm I'm basically taking this song off the board. I'm going with Santa Claus is Coming to Town by yep. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, you took a weird one. I love that one. It is so. Yeah, it, it's so Bruce. It is the <laughs> Bruciest version <laughs> of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and I had to take it. I thought about that one, and I was looking, and there's probably 10 artists I would have taken before I take Bruce Springsteen's I know, version. I know, but every time I hear Bruce Springsteen's version, like it just makes me smile. And okay. I don't know that it's the song itself. Or if how ridiculous the thought of Bruce Springsteen doing a Christmas song at the time in his career that he did it. I just love I love it though. And it's another one of those that's played on the radio every time you're in the sh- like the supermarket picking up groceries during December. Yeah, the that that song is a big one. And I don't anybody, no matter what your tastes are, there is an artist that did it that you will enjoy. Like that's well, one yeah, of those. It is the most played Christmas song of the past 50 years. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane how yeah. how out there it is and how everywhere it is. Oh, yeah. And I do love the song, but I would have probably taken uh, probably the, uh, the Beach Boys would have been one that I would have taken for that. I like their version. They have another um, song that uh, is pretty big. I really like. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to foreshadow this because I'm going to take another song by them. I would have taken Chicago's version of that. I love their version of it. Yeah. Um, I'd have taken some weird ones too. I'd have taken like I'm sure Destiny's Child did that in their. Oh, Christmas I'm sure um, it's done by everybody that puts out a Christmas record. Like it's it has yeah. to be on every Christmas record. The Bruce one just does something for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's fair, and you've you've <laughs> talked about your Bruce love before. That's fine. Yeah, you you can yeah. have it. You can have it. 
I'll, I'll give it away. <laughs> so for my fourth pick, I'm struggling now that I have to limit this to five. Like I have a bunch. I, I was just gonna say I wouldn't mind extending this past five. Because well, no, let's just let's just save these and then we can maybe we can do this every year. Oh, you want to save these and then move on past these? Yeah, so then these will be out of the running for the next time. I'm limiting myself next year by these picks. Wow, we can do that. That will make it interesting (laughs) next year or the year after. Cut to to five years down the road and we're taking weird niche, like, jazz musician Christmas songs. (laughs) We're going (laughs) Trans-Siberian Orchestra all over this place. I'll tell you, I will not be. I know you won't. I don't like that vibe at all. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like that people assume I like it. That's the biggest thing. Don't yeah. assume I like Trans Siberian Orchestra because I like Christmas and metal. Don't do it. Right? Yeah, it's not the same. So for my fourth pick, yeah, I I gotta stay true to myself again. Do it. I mentioned That's, Chicago. Yep. I gotta take a Chicago yep. track. Do it. And it's gonna be what's it gonna be, Santa? Which I think is an original by them. Yeah, I think it's going, an original Christmas. You're, you're going with all originals so far, my friend. Yeah. yeah. What's it gonna be, Santa? Underneath the tree, Santa. That one really does it for me. I get all hyped up. Probably <laughs> too much. Like, that's sure. not one that you can play, like, Christmas Day, because you're supposed to be kind of mellow Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. You play that one Christmas Day, and I'm like, I'm jumping around. I'm trying to get involved. I'm trying right. to get involved with whatever we're doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm digging into the oven. I'm not supposed to be. I'm stirring right. up potatoes. I'm doing shit that I shouldn't be touching. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> there, uh, I think Chicago has two Christmas albums. I believe they was, do. Yeah. This was one that was on their second one, I believe. Okay. They're pretty prolific. You, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> like amazingly they put out a ton of music and yeah i think they do have two christmas records i Mm -hmm. thought i I, maybe one maybe they have three i feel like they they came out with one really recently i think one came out last year yeah yeah but yeah they're a great band and the horns just add enough and they make it feel even more festive like it's just good all they're, around they're not silly horns they're not silly horns they are <laughs> strategically placed man horns <laughs> so then scott i need your last yeah. pick here oh man now with a with the the caveat we placed on this mm-hmm. i don't know what to pick like many other people we've talked about on this podcast there's always you know, we always talk about Dolly Parton. We always talk about Madonna. We always talk about, you know, those types of people. I feel like we don't talk enough about Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> and his song, Christmas at Ground Zero. Christmas at Ground Zero. Yes, sir. It is all about a nuclear Christmas. Nuclear bombs dropping all over the place at Christmas time. I've um, never heard it. You haven't. You no. after after we're done recording this, you have to check it out. I think I will. Yeah, I think I um, have to. Yeah, you have to. It is fantastic. It is very much in the vein of traditional Christmas song, but done only the way Weird Al can do it. It is magnificent, and I'm it had to be. It, it had to be done in our first Christmas draft. Well, if you want to talk about things that had to be done. And because you took a weird one last, I think I'm going to take a weird one, but not weird in the same sense. Okay. This one has kind of always been around. Like, it's kind of always been part of my Christmas, which seems weird now as an adult thinking about what this song is about. 
Oh my. And I've went in waves with this song. I've okay. went from this is a good song to I despise this song to I like this song again. And I'm back oh, on the like this song again. Well, that's good. So my final pick yeah. for this year's 2022. 2022 Christmas draft. Christmas songs draft is Happy Xmas. War is over. Oh, man. That is actually on my short list of, list of songs. By Where John. Where we going. Yep. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yeah. I, 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 there's, as you know, I've went through a wave with the Beatles, but I've never come back up on the other side of that Beatles wave. Yeah. But I've been back up on the John Lennon side for a while. And then this song always existed. And I didn't know it was very political until being an adult hearing it. And I'm like, why were my parents enjoying this with me as a right, child? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, it has that nostalgia of feeling. Well, I mean, that's one thing you can say about Christmas songs is there's inevitably nostalgia attached to every single one of them. Yeah. Like you're, you're not most times you're not coming across new Christmas songs that just hit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, these all have special places in our hearts based on our previous holidays. So did I take five originals? <laughs> you took, well, I mean, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas is done. Yeah, you're right. A few more times. Yeah. But no, you took originals. Yeah. And you took took two that are off the board. Like, we can never take a Santa Claus is Coming to Town or Christmas Time is Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If there's anything we got to remember, it's that. We have to remember that we can't take those two. Well, I also have to remember that I can't take that John Lennon track because that, that was one I was I was. Gonna try to go for. You might as well cross it off now, bud. I know I have to keep a running list now. You might as well cross it off now, son. <laughs> oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> if we learned anything from last episode, this is a holiday episode. We are supposed yeah, to be happy. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 review our draft here, Scott. Yeah, you had that. first pick. Yes, I did. And you you took Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Yes. Last Christmas by Wham. I sure Christmas did. Time is Here by Vince Giraldi. Yes. Trio. <laughs> Santa yeah. Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. Doing it. And Christmas at Ground Zero by Weird Al. <laughs> I love my draft. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I had a second pick, and I took Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. Yep. Gala Peavy's I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. There you go. Present Without a Bow by Casey Musgraves. What's It Gonna Be Santa by Chicago. And Happy Xmas, parenthetically, War is Over by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I am going to be honest that Casey Musgraves pick by you is going to hurt me in later years. Was that one that you would have wanted? I like that song a lot. A lot. I fucking love it. I, yeah. I love every Jack though. So you, I mean, we could have traded for it. You know, next year you can <laughs> offer me, a, I can offer you offer a, me a pick for it. Be like, I Hey, you, you, if you want this next pick, give me your present without a bow. <laughs> and then I'll have to retroactively pick something different, man. That's wild. That we're gonna, not only are we going to be drafting, we're going to be trading. Hey, it, we don't know what's going to happen. It's Christmas time. We were just, <laughs> You know, we just wing it around here. We're going to white elephant this. We are going to white elephant this. I'll take all the picks. But Scott, these Christmas songs aren't all you're listening to on this Christmas week. (laughs) So what's your record of the week this week? My record of the week this week is the project 
from Boldy James, Mr. 1008. It's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Boldy James. And Future uh, Wave. And Oh, yeah. Producer. And Future Wave was the producer on it. I always do that. I don't know why I do that. Uh, but Boldy James, Detroit rapper, Griselda family member, big, big fan. Think he's doing fantastic things. He had a huge year in 2020. Uh, and he's picking it back up this year, doing doing big big things. I mean, I'm I gotta be honest. I liked it, as you know. I bought the yeah. I bought the vinyl. I we liked it a did. lot. I'm worried about Boldy. Really? He's dropping so often. Yeah. And everything he drops is great. Yeah. I'm worried he's gonna fall into that currency, like yeah, field, where currency drops literally every month, and it's all good. But then you lose excitement. You lose that. Right. I can't wait to hear this or the, oh, what's this going to be like? I'm you know worried what? I about think, it. I think Boldy keeps it fresh with that, with the producers he works with. The sounds are different, but Boldy all, and don't get me wrong, Boldy's writing is phenomenal always. Like they're, Even though he uses a bit Fantastic of the same flow thing. every time, he'll, yeah. he will do something every time that I'm like, wow, that's that's real different and real good. Yeah. But I just don't want him to fall into that currency lane where nobody gives a shit that he's dropping, even right. though it's very good. Like nobody's yeah. doubting it's good, but I need I need the excitement. And maybe it'll happen if he has like a big project. Well, I guess Bo Jackson and Super Tecmo Bo were both big Alchemist projects that I had excitement about. I don't know that so those guess, were the big projects for him. I don't think he's had like a big project yet. I think Bo Jackson was big. That's the big, I think Bo Jackson's the biggest since Price of Tea in China. I loved Price of Tea in China. And I think maybe he is working on an actual solo record where he uses some, like one of these producers for each track. I could see that yeah, happening. I could see that. happening. But I also too. do like Boldy meeting up with all of these different producers. Oh man, I love it. Even Versace tapes. I love that he switched had four different projects come out that year that were mm -hmm. all just different producers on each project, but the project being full project. That's probably my favorite of his, but every every project he, he comes out with, um I give it a shot and I usually love it. Versace tapes, maybe I'll give it another. I'll I need to give it another listen through. But I remember the first time hearing that Coming off the wave of Price of Tea in China, Main Drama McNichols, I think Big Bad Boldy came out after Versace Tapes. But coming off those two huge records and Versace Tapes just did not hit my ears right. Yeah, I, I think I told you, I'm I'm re-listening to the Versace Tape. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to get to the bottom of what's going on. Yeah, I need to listen to it again. <laughs> but this one, this uh, Mr. 1008 was great. And Boldy might show up on our year in review episode for me well i guess i guess i'll choose a record that came out the same week as that okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take her loss which is the collab album by 21 savage and drake yeah you were big on that one let me re let me redo that the collab album by drake featuring 21 savage okay um it's a collab album because 21 does give the kind of ambiance to all of it and sets the tone a lot of the ways but Somebody broke it down and Drake has 66% of the vocals on it. Okay. And there's a couple just solo Drake tracks and there's no solo 21 Savage tracks, but uh, Drake is rapping his ass off on some of these, which is oh, wild well, because good. the last record we got from Drake was honestly Nevermind. And it was that techno, the, the electronic album. 
never listened to a Drake project, so I know nothing about what you're talking about. But I'll he, go he even has a bar in here where he says that the hood doesn't understand him because he put a tech. Why are you doing techno? And he said, because I'm worldwide, which is a wild line. There's a there's a line in here that it's Drake rapping the best way Drake can rap. The only downside is that there's going to be rappers impersonating this attitude. And it's going to be a just a bummer to hear these rappers that don't have the same privileges that Drake does. Oh, yeah. Because Drake has a line where he says, like, I can't even land in London because they don't have stairs for what I fly. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, but, but, then he, but then he, like, flips it and says it's a metaphor for my life because I can't get down from where how high I've climbed. Oh, man. Like, that's pretty sick. But yeah. I know that the they don't have stairs for what I fly is going to be used by, like, drill rappers. And it's going to be like, right. come on, guys. So come which ghostwriter wrote that line? Um... <laughs> weirdly enough when i was listening to drake rap his ass off i was just thinking because i I was thinking of best i ever had which was like my introduction to him Mm -hmm. and i was thinking like hold on does lil wayne still write everything he raps right right i know that was a big controversy with him for a while there yeah but the the way i'm just gonna try to think about it is maybe he legitimately put in that much work to be that good i guess you know who yeah. knows but i mean there's some there's a couple shitty things on the record where it seems like there's a diss against meg the stallion oh wow it's, really? it's a toss-up little yachty came that's out and said little little yachty came out and said it isn't well yachty was a producer on it i think so okay. there could be something there you know what i mean like there could be a little bit of, but i, I don't suppose, know but that's just that's kind of too on the nose and i know this is a christmas episode but it needs to be said 21 savage with the grossest bar i've heard this year Oh, that doesn't she, need to be said. You told me. She called me mucus because I stay in her throat. That's no. That is one of the grossest bars I've ever heard. And yeah. 21 Savage says it in such a way that you know how, you know, he's just, he's just talking, man. Like he's I don't just think it needed to be repeated. Savage. It's great. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. But yeah, so that's it. Her loss by Drake and 21 Savage. Sure. Really enjoyed it. I hope that the Meg thing isn't the Meg thing. Yeah, that would. You know what I mean? Because that doesn't. I mean, that song's a skip basically for that alone. Yeah, right. There's moments where Drake's rapping his ass off. And I've been kind of leaning towards like talking shit on Drake recently because I feel like he's not been doing quality things. But apparently he's just been doing things I don't enjoy because I enjoyed the hell out of this. Sure. I, I, I think I've always kind of talked shit on Drake because he was into grassy. Bro, he was <laughs> like. Lil Wayne was in Hot Boys. Was that a TV show in Canada? Nope, like, it was a it was a yeah pop pop song hip hop group created. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just don't think anybody coming out of a Canadian high school soap opera is that hard. I'm trying to think of other instances. I don't. I'm trying there to think of other, any? like actors who became rappers. I'm sure there are. Yeah, I don't I can't know. Think offhand though. Oh well, that's for that's a that's a discussion. I may who knows maybe down the road her loss comes your way. Maybe I bring it to you. Oh wow, that'd be that'd be something because I've never listened to a Drake project or a Twenty One project. You, you listened. To, you listened to some of Savage Mode too, and you hated it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I think that, that, that it would be better to do it this way because you don't have to deal with all of both of them. Yeah, but if you hate them both, it'd be awful too. Then I just hate them both forever. And I, I could I could still understand that. Oh, <laughs> We got our drafts done. We got our record of the week out of the way. Uh, uh, happy holidays yeah. to everybody. Merry Christmas Absolutely. to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. 
Yeah. I'm there wishing you good on it. That can't 100%. be a good sentence. That could be a good I'm, sentence. I'm wishing you good on it cannot be a good sentence. Why not? I'm for it. I like it. I'm wishing you, at least I'm wishing you well on it. How there about you that? go. I'll wish you well. Yeah. Thank you for getting through this holiday season. And I know it. these are very crunch time for a lot of people. So thank yeah. you for taking the time and listening to this episode, at least. Maybe while you're Christmas shopping. Last minute. Get yeah, you got to hear that Twenty One Savage bar as you're as you're shopping. <laughs> I apologize on Brand's behalf for that one. I apologize for nothing. I know um, he doesn't. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, happy holidays. Follow us on Twitter at AYLPod. Follow us on Instagram at AYLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Happy holidays. Merry yeah. Christmas. 100%. Happy Xmas. War is over. Um Nah, I'm sure there's something going on. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, Scott. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for Merry the Christmas, friendship. Brother. Thank you for the episode. Love you, man. I love you too. And listeners, we love you as well. 100%. But the real question is, are you listening? Are you listening? Why do all your favorite Christmas songs involve somebody hammered? Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you celebrate. Man horns. <laughs>